Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same, we just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high-converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. This is the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm And I'm This is my girlfriend. And today, we're going to talk about how do we find the right third person. Well, I guess this all starts with us figuring out what characteristics we want from a girl. <laughs> Honestly, it's mainly making this list. I'm pretty easygoing. I don't know. I think originally I was going for what I thought would be the best third person to bring in, but wasn't actually. A lot of them didn't end up being good matches. I'm pretty sure, though, that any girl would work for any guy in terms of a threesome. Like, I, I can't picture a girlfriend bringing home any type of girl and a boyfriend being like, mm, not today. Like, your, your standards, your bar is a lot lower than... The, the guy's bar is always going to be a lot lower than the girlfriend's because he's kind of got nothing to lose in this situation. For me, it's important to feel like I have a connection with someone. I like it better when we share common interests. And it doesn't matter to me that she's a bombshell or that she's incredibly hot. It really matters to me that we connect on a deeper level. The most important thing to me of all, though, is that and the other girl have an attraction and that they get along. In the very beginning, I don't think we did that. In the very beginning, I think we looked for whoever was down. And then as we Who went on... Who was really hot. Who was hot? Like, I was pickier about the way they looked, but not so much about their personalities. And that's interesting, because as you start having more threesomes, you'll figure out what you want. You know, some people might be just looking for, like, the hottest person. Other people might be looking for more connection. And, uh, well, a friend or someone for a more long-term type of situation where you can travel with them or hang out with them outside of a sexual situation. So I know it's important for you, babe, that the person that we bring into the relationship respects us as a couple. Something I've learned is that 
one of my qualifications for finding a girl is that they have to like us better as a couple than either of us separately. If they're just in it to get with you, if they're only in it to get with me, that's not going to work because that creates weird tension and, and boundary issues. But luckily, that's not normally a problem. Most people do like us. They like as a couple better than either of us separately. Yeah, I'd agree. There has been times when we met someone and they've been into one of us more than the other, but I think majority of those times it just, it just doesn't work. It's also really important to me that she wants it. Consent is really, really important. Unless someone is really down for this experience, it's definitely not worth all the effort to make this thing happen. All right, so where do you think the best places to meet girls are? The best places to meet girls. I mean, that would depend on the type of girl you're looking for, right? Like, I mean, it depends on the age of the couple searching, too, right? If you're looking for, you know, an 18 or 19-year-old who's never done this before, then being in a college town and going out to parties and talking to people in that age group would probably be good. If you're looking for something more professional, an adult, something like a brothel or an escort agency, if you're actually looking for a prostitute, that'd be very different. Or looking in your friend circle, if you're looking for someone that you're just already comfortable with and who knows both of you on a bit of a deeper level. I mean, start talking to your friends, the ones you think are cute, so, sussing people out. So what do you like best? Do you have a favorite source? I mean, Tinder is definitely the easiest way to get through the most amount of people, but just because of what I'm looking for, it, it can take a long time. Like, your, your swiping hand gets really tired um, just finding someone that I match with physically and then past that, when I kind of start talking to them and figure out their personality a bit and their beliefs and passions, most of the time it's a no-go. I think we've had the best luck in our friend group, like in the circus world or movement world, people who do like circus and parkour and dance, just because they're already kind of on our level. I don't know, we've met a couple of people traveling. One of the things that makes Tinder good is that you come into it with... The understanding what, exactly. what everyone's looking for. We say on our Tinder profile that we're looking for someone to share our bed. So when we meet up with them, we know that's something they're interested in. And by the time we've matched with someone, we already know that they are interested in threesomes, they're physically attracted to us. Like, you've gotten that really awkward part of the conversation out of the way. Kind of jumps you ahead a couple of steps. One of the things is, is that like, people don't always look like they look in their profile pictures like they do in real life. Like, oh, there's been a couple times when we met people and like... That is true. Facetune people, it's... Oh... I mean, everyone's beautiful, but sometimes we'd like meet up with a girl and I wouldn't even recognize her. You know, she'd come running out to me and be like, and I was like, holy fuck, is that her? Oh my goodness. You know, and you're already in it. Like, you can't tell her, like, go back inside. You already, like, have this date set up, but you're like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. It was like, just running away like she just wanted to hung out with other people and like oh that time oh i was thinking about a different time yeah it's happened a couple different times one time we ended up actually sleeping with her and it was fine her personality was a 10 out of 10 but yeah one time yeah we were at like a theme park and uh i kind of just lost myself intentionally from the group i just kind of ran off and was like oh i didn't know where you guys were and i ditched ricky with this girl and she was so in love with us. She was like, I'll do anything. And it got really awkward. It was just, it was not, it was not yeah. happening. And we, we ended up just going home, parting ways. But then she was like so keen to keep on she writing to us. She was writing to us every night and sending us pictures. And we were like really politely. I just wrote to her straight up and was like, hey, like you were really sweet, but we're not 
feeling the vibe with you. And she's like, she's like, I will make you feel the vibe. Like I'll get wasted drunk and show up at your house naked. And I was like, oh, please don't, please don't do that. Um, I think it's a lot more respectful too. I have to say, if if you do get into a situation where you meet a Tinder girl and you're like, I don't want to do this, just be honest with them. Yeah, be upfront. It's it's hard. It's awkward. Like that was in the beginning when we didn't have our boundaries very clear. Um, And I was definitely not good at being upfront with people in awkward situations, but it, it just saves a lot of mess down the road. Like just, just say what you're feeling right out. Every time we have been honest, there's been no confusion. There's been no misunderstanding. She still follows us on Instagram and stuff. Like she's still supportive of us and we talk every once in a while. And I think if we had led her on or not been honest, things could have gone really badly. Um, and they have. There's been times when we've like met a girl and we forgot to do this. We were like, oh, it's such a cringeworthy text. So we just left it. As soon as we were just honest with them, they they became our good friends. And like, honestly, a lot of these people we still have as friends today. So Tinder is a great way to meet people just because the awkwardness is out of the way. But it's hard to meet really quality people on Tinder, I have to say. We have met some really cool people. But when you know them in person, you have that like kind of deeper relationship. You already know their character. You have that trust, like that you know they're a good person. You have aligned your values already. Like if someone's already made it into your your inner circle of friends, you know, you're, they're already socially validated, like. Would you prefer to be with someone that you know and you're friends with, or would you prefer to get with a girl from Tinder? Or does it not I mean, I, I think there's a, a wide range in between a close friend and a, and a one-night stand girl from Tinder, but I think I would normally lean away from sleeping with someone in your close friend circle, especially if you haven't done it before, because things can get really complicated, especially if it turns into an ongoing situation. If you're with a girl for more than five days straight, you know, if you're traveling and it's gonna be a couple of weeks or a road trip or something, after day five, things always start getting weird. And whether it's jealousy or feelings or like boundaries start being crossed, it just, it can get to be too much. And if this is someone who you've been friends with for a long time, or you have a lot of mutual friends, and then making that separation afterwards can be really awkward or feelings get hurt, I would be very cautious about involving a close friend in a romantic relationship when things could get messy. Yeah, the first time that we had a threesome, we ended up having threesomes with the same girl for many months. And it was great and it was not great. It was great because we had like a connection and bonding, but like she really became part of the relationship and I don't think you were okay with that. Yeah, that wasn't really the plan. I, I think I didn't really know what my boundaries were yet. That was... I mean, and bless her heart, she was really respectful and was always checking in with me. But the fact that she was like over every night cooking dinner and then was just spending the night every night, we would like drive her to work. And then she kind of moved in with us for like two and a half months. And I was like, wait a minute, I I am not here to like be one of two girlfriends. And she was sleeping with other guys too. So like, I'm really particular about being clean and knowing that my status is clean and not messing around with STDs and STIs. So that was kind of freaking me out. And there wasn't, I wasn't strong enough myself to be like, hey, I don't really want you sleeping with my boyfriend and other guys at the same time. It got a little intertwined. Another topic we should touch on is cleanliness. And that is super important. And like when we first started, Julie had like a list of things that she made, a list of criteria that the girl had to meet. Girls that we slept with on Tinder I mean, there was, there was a list of 15 things, including that, like, they couldn't be cigarette smokers, they couldn't do hard drugs, um, they had to be on birth control, and they had to be willing to get a full STD screening and show me the clean results of their blood tests. 
Like, I, w- I was not joking around with this. Like, if girls wanted to sleep with us, I'd be like, okay, you're coming over Friday night. I need to see your clean results by Wednesday from a clinic that I know. Like, And it's crazy because these girls actually did this. Like, yeah, girls would, like, miss a day of school to drive themselves to the clinic to get their blood drawn and, like, you know, get their, uh, their lady parts looked at. Um, and then they'd send me pictures of their screen of their clean uh, I mean, results. They send us pictures of a lot of things. Yeah, they send us a lot of <laughs> pictures, but also one of the lesser sexy things, but it made me feel a lot better um, knowing that we weren't going to end up with chlamydia or something god-awful. Also, but then it also, it takes a lot of stress out of the moment when, you know, you're not wondering what the residual damage is going to be. You know, if it's going down on them or if there's not protection for a moment, you're not wondering if something's unsafe. So I think that's... That's really, really important, and it's not sexy, and it's not an easy thing to talk about, but I'd way rather have an awkward conversation with someone than catch something that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Like, that is, that is not a compromise I'm willing to make. Do you reckon it's easier or harder to, to make it happen with a friend than it is with, like, a Tinder girl? I don't know. I think it just depends on the friend and, again, how many, like, interconnected ties there are between mutual friends. I don't know. I know for me, like, sometimes I feel like it's hard to initiate with a girl that, like, we've been friends with for a long time. I feel it's harder to break that boundary. If you meet someone on Tinder, you know, you're already there, but transitioning from just a friendship with someone who you've known potentially for years and then trying to transition back out of a sexual, I don't know. It. You have more to lose. With a Tinder girl, if you end up not working out, like, you guys can kind of part ways. Yeah, or if there's weird feelings. If you have a lot of connections with this, this person, if you have a lot of mutual friends... There's a lot more on the line. There's a lot more at risk if you're trying to make something sexual happen. And it takes a little bit more to break the boundary of like what is friendship and what is like now we're, we're like interested in. Now we're partner. flirting with you. But when it's a when it's a bunch friend, of circus friends that you give back rubs to every day and you're slapping their ass every day when you're stretching and then you're like, no, no, this time I meant it. And it, I don't know. And then, yeah, they just they don't get it. Do you reckon the sex is better with a Tinder girl or with someone that you've known for a while? Uh, yeah, one time we ended up sleeping with this girl who was a really close friend of mine, like she was my best friend and I was totally open to the situation, but up until the threesome, or rather, <laughs> we didn't realize until we were starting the threesome that we were not attracted to each other at all like that. We felt like sisters, which is why we could be naked together and we would massage each other and we were really close. We thought that it would be easy because we had you know, we'd already broken that boundary of privacy. Like, we were totally comfortable around each other. And then as soon as it came to actually, like, having sex, we just, we couldn't do it. We couldn't even kiss each other. We were just laughing too hard. Like, it was so awkward. So he was trying to manage the situation. And, like, he was trying to have sex with me. And then with her, and me and her were, like, kind of holding hands. But, like, we couldn't make eye contact. It was just, it was the fucking strangest thing. And I was totally down to have her there. Like, I was fine to let her have that experience with But then it ended up that she just kind of, watched and like got herself off and it all worked out like but it was not the uh, the passionate three-way that you would have hoped it to be it didn't just flow there there was like a friendship there wasn't an attraction a really strong friendship that could not turn into anything else (laughs) yeah that one that one is a little bit strange still still fun but a little strange more fun (laughs) so another option as well is that Maybe you don't want any sort of connection like that. Maybe we want it to be entirely private and separate from your your day-to-day life. Yeah, and there's a couple ways to do that. One is to pay for it. 
a professional in the sex working industry. This is not something that we have done uh, for a threesome, but we know people who have, and it's worked out for them. Um, I mean, obviously, go to a reputable place where you know people are being, you know, paid and they're safe and it's legal. Um, but technically speaking, sex with a sex worker is actually safer than you know sex with a random girl from a bar because they get tested because they know about protection and reproductive health. How would you feel about that? Would you feel better or worse about right? A if sex worker? if and I ever came to the point in our relationship where he was wanting to sleep with girls without me, or I was wanting him to go off and do his own thing, I would honestly rather him sleep with someone in the sex work industry rather than you know go and pick up random girls at the bar. A because you know if they're a professional, they're not trying to steal him. They're not trying to fall in love. They're not trying to get anything else out of it. They're not going to get pregnant and come after him. You know, it's they know what their job is. They do their job and then it's done, you know, it gets paid and that's kind of the end of the transaction. So that would be my preference. But as far as a threesome goes, I just know I couldn't be attracted to someone who is in that industry and it's nothing against them. It's just my preference. And again, I'm very particular about the type of person that I will allow to be in my life like that. So the last place that I can think of to meet people are like swinger parties. Or oh, that's a good point. The, the Burning Man Orgy Dome, something like that, yeah. because there are other The community options. is already established. It's not something that we've done yeah, personally. We, we've heard stories, but at the moment it's not really our scene, because I'm not interested in any other men, and at parties like that it's usually other couples, which means that if there was a girl there would be a man attached to her, and I am not down for that. Plus, as far as we have seen, most swinger poly kind of open parties like that is an older crowd most people are in their later 30s and 40s which again is not the people that we tend to gravitate towards we did have a crazy experience in the birdie mount orgy dome though but that's a bigger story so maybe we'll have a whole other episode on that we can do that Okay, so to summarize today's episode, you really need to know what you're looking for uh, before you go out there and start meeting people and talk with your partner. Just be open and communicate and pay attention to what actually feels good to you, not just what your partner wants, because it has to work for both of you. If you want to hear more from us, you can check us out on Instagram at how to have threesomes. And if you want to hear more stories, more life lessons, if you want to get really deep into this and understand what it's like, really feel our pain and our suffering <laughs> and our mistakes and also our good times, then check out our book on Amazon. It's called How to Have Threesomes and it's available as an ebook, print, and it will soon be an audiobook too. Have a good night. See you guys next time.